Hi, I'm Patrick Prince with the Tulsa World, joined by Kelly Hines, our TU beat writer. And this is the uh, Christmas edition of our little TU video that uh, she and I are going to do every week. This is the second one we're going to be doing. So uh, you can check out today and check out future ones in the future. Uh, so, Kelly, football season's now over. I, help me understand something. I still don't know who this team is. Is this the team that struggled against UC Davis and sort of no-showed against Houston? Or is this the team that ended seven and six, won a bowl game and won their final four games? Who, who, who are they? This is such a great question. I don't know that that's an easy um, question to answer. I, I do think that you have to um, kind of assess teams by what they've done more recently. So I definitely feel like the way Tulsa ended the season, that's maybe more um, of a realistic assessment of, of, of what this team was. You know, I, I felt like in the early going, you know, they obviously were shorthanded against UC Davis because of the bowl brawl, which fortunately we did not have another one of those this year. But, you know, I felt like that kind of led to that outcome. But then, you know, the performances against Ohio State, Oklahoma State, and, and Cincinnati, I felt like um, Tulsa, you know, played really well in those games, but not in a really surprising way to me because I felt like they had that potential. Certainly as an underdog team, I felt like um, going on the road in those environments and maybe, you know, surprising people nationally or even regionally or locally, I, I felt like they were the type of team that could do that. Um, but I definitely felt like this is a team that could win some games, could get some momentum going in the second half of the season. And they did that. And, you know, to, to finish with four consecutive wins, not many teams can say that they have a winning streak at the end of the season. So I think that that was um, impressive that the team stuck together the way that it did because they easily could have not done that. It would have been really easy to, to you know, just kind of pack it in when, when you start one and four. And so I, I, I thought it was just impressive the way they, hung together, um, not always super pretty, um, but, um, you know, there were a lot of key moments in, in key games that, um, you know, led to ultimately what was a winning season. Yeah. I, I was looking back at their schedule in preparation for this video, and I sort of forgot that they were within eight at Ohio State in the fourth quarter. I knew they were close at one point, and then Ohio State kind of tacked it on later. But that was an eight-point game in the fourth quarter. Like, I mean, it's crazy, especially when, you know, at the time you're thinking, oh, Ohio State, we don't really know what they're all about. And they, you know, certainly struggled early on in their season, but then went on to have a really good season. Same with, with obviously, Oklahoma State and Cincinnati. But, you know, to be in games against, you know, three of the top teams in the country this season, um, it just, it just was a weird year. And that's just kind of how Tulsa is in a given year. You don't really know what to expect. And uh, it's hard not to get too caught up in any given outcome because they're the type of team that could be in a game with just about anybody, but also struggle against yeah. literally anybody. And so it, you know, going back to your first question, just makes it hard to kind of figure out who they are, um, you know, and, and what what the um, what the issue is against teams that they should beat and, and they struggle against. So it's like you you can go to um, Ohio State and Oklahoma State and, and Cincinnati and be in those games. Why can't you um, compete that same way against everybody else? Why why can't you beat Navy? Um, why did you perform so poorly against Houston? I mean. You can go down down the list of the schedule. Just 
that's kind of the frustrating aspect of this team. Um, if you can perform that way against those teams, you should be able to do that against other teams, but it yeah. just doesn't always happen that way. Is there a, a game or a play or a moment that stands out for you this season? I think, you know, what stands out um, other than the performances, you know, on, on the road against those three teams, I, Really, the, the SNU game, you know, the, the last game of the regular season, you know, Tulsa needed to win that game um, to make it to the bowl game. And that was something that had so much meaning for this team. Um, and things were not going well at all. You know, it was, it was very cold and rainy and just a miserable performance, you know, up until um, late in the second half and or in the first half. It was just a few minutes before halftime. And um Tulsa gets going on on this um, this drive that ends with a touchdown, and then um, is able to score again right before halftime, and then gets the ball to open the second half and scores again. And then it's you know there was obviously some some stuff that happened later in the game, but at that point everything changed and and it just completely flipped. Um, it went from being you know everything going against Tulsa to everything going in Tulsa's favor. And, and, you know, they were able to win that game against, a, you know, I know SMU had their stuff going on at the time with their coach on, on the way out and all of that, but that was, SMU was a good team this season. And um, that was such a big win um, for TU, um, not just because of the bowl eligibility, just, just to go and beat a team like that on the road. I just thought that was a really um, impressive um turnaround in that game that's it's difficult to do when everything is is going against you and you're just able to flip a switch but that's I mean that's kind of what this team is capable of you just don't always see it happen that way yeah let's talk about Davis Brand for a second you know I think some of us expected greatness after his performance against Tulane two seasons ago that I was triple overtime right uh, I think it was double overtime double overtime yeah he was obviously amazing coming off the bench uh, this season as a starter, he was inconsistent at best. What, what can you say about his play and kind of his, his development over the season? Yeah, I mean, he, he had some good moments. He had some bad moments. Um, you know, it's not really ideal to lead the nation in interceptions. Not all of those were, were his fault, obviously. There were some fluke-type plays in there. But um, I think, you know, there were just moments when – it was, it was kind of hard to watch, you know, and, and he never really lost sight of um, his progression, you know, it wasn't always, you know, on the same trajectory, but um, there were definitely like hiccups along the way, you know, the game at Tulane was really difficult for him. And I just remember seeing him after the game, like talking to his position coach, he was just, you know, even though Tulsa won that game, he knew it was, it was just not a good performance for him. And I don't remember how many turnovers he had in that game. It was, I think, maybe three. Anyway, not just not really what he's capable of. And I just remember seeing him, like, so just down. But, you know, he never got too caught up in it. You know, during games especially, he'd go right back out there. I mean, throw a pick six and go right back out there and go back to work. And that's really difficult. And especially when the team is struggling, obviously the starting quarterback is going to carry so much weight of that. And even though he, you know, has been the program for four years, this is his first year in this role. And, and I think we all had really high expectations, but it's hard when, you know, those expectations are there. Whereas, you know, in, in that Tulane game um, in 2020, you know, you're not 
like thinking you're going to be going into that game. So you're number three on the depth chart and you just go out there and ball out and it, it worked out really well. But, you know, when you're the guy on every play and it's not going well, I mean, that's completely different. So, um, you know, I really was impressed with how he carried himself, how he, um, you know, owned up to his mistakes in, in interviews. He just was really um, impressive. You know, he just uh, went back to work every time he, he failed. And, you know, it's, that, that's so difficult to do. I mean, you can expect a quarterback to do that, but to actually see it happen that way and he had so many incredible throws and incredible plays. It's just, you know, the the not so great plays are, are obviously going to stand out. But um, I felt like he put the team in good, um, especially down the stretch, put them in, in good situations and made things happen. And his chemistry with Josh Johnson, I thought, really showed in the second half of the season. And, you know, now Josh is off to the NFL and, and I think he'll have success there. But, you know, now they have to find another receiver who can do those things and that um, Davis can have that same relationship with, but they obviously have some good options. Um, but I, I really was impressed with, with how Davis carried himself more than anything. We have a cat sighting, not, just not one. we just have one cat sighting. We're doing, that, and that was very brief. That wasn't even, you know, she lost interest pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's like, there's not eat. food here for me. Yeah. No food. Um, about a month ago, you wrote about uh, Philip Montgomery's extension, uh, which I think, if I remember right, happened earlier in the year, We, but he signed it later, and we were just kind of getting around to having some of those details that we could write about. Uh, you like that move? I mean, it's just, it, it's tricky when you have a coach who's, you know, nearing the end of a contract. Like, you don't want to send... A coach, you would never want to send a coach into the final year of the contract. Like, how could you possibly recruit to that? But if you're not really sure how a season's going to go like this one, um, it's hard to know exactly what to do. And I think that that's a really tricky decision. And so um, it didn't surprise me that, you know, they, they gave him an extension. I just didn't know, okay, are they just going to give him one more year? Like, it just you don't want to get too caught up in, in what happened in 2020. Obviously that was a really good season. Um, it just is, it's kind of odd just to, um, you know, the way it played out to get to, um, you know, at some point during the season, it still wasn't signed and trying to figure out why that was, it was just like a little bit odd to just like have to ask the same questions, like on a weekly basis. Okay. What really, what is going on? And then finally, like days before the last game of the regular season, which easily could have been the last game of the season, if not for that comeback at SMU and not really, you know, know what's going on. And then to be told, oh yeah, no, that's, that's done. Um, it just, it, it just played out really strange. I, I thought, but, you know, ultimately not that surprising um, for him to get the two-year extension. And, you know, I think more than anything, like, he runs the program in the way that everyone at Tulsa wants it to be run. Um, yeah, there have been some, you know, losses that maybe shouldn't have happened, but um, his record isn't, you know, probably where everyone would like for it to be, including himself. But, um, you know, I think they're bringing in the type of talent now that they can win games with. Whereas, you know, when he started, they were they were probably overachieving based on their talent level. So, um, you know, I, I think that it's deserved just because they are going to compete with with really good teams like 
you know, what we saw at, at Ohio State and Oklahoma State and Cincinnati. I think they're not that far off from being successful. They just at times have to get out of their own way. And that's what makes it frustrating when they get penalties and, you know, just do like knuckleheaded stuff that you're like, if you just would not do that, this would go a lot better for you. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like, um, you know, if, if, if things can be set up in a way for him to be more successful, if they can have, um, you know, more fan support and, and maybe more support from the university, I feel like they're not that far off. Um, and I, I think it, they could get to that point where they can, um, again, contend in the American. Yep. All right, Kelly, Merry Christmas. Thanks for the knowledge. And we'll, uh, we'll talk again next week. Okay, sounds good.